0: Welcome to 19 in 89, inside the diary of a wannabe radio announcer. My name is Benjamin Wosley. You may remember me from my work as Giggling Ben on Hamish and Andy. Hang on, stop, stop, everybody, stop. I think, I think Giggling Ben went to play, went to play a crowd. Or the Bad Boy Ben with The Vixen back in the 90s. It's the PMFM Top 30 with Bad Boy and The Vixen and joining us from the UK really early in the morning. It's Billy! Way before any of that, when I was 19 in 89, I moved from the seclusion of my bedroom at my parents' house in Adelaide, all the way to the isolated Western Australian mining town of Caratha to start work as a radio announcer at a little station called 6KA. My godmother gave me a diary to write down every momentous occasion, and I actually did it. And now, 30 years later, I'm gonna find out how weird Arrogant, lame, self-absorbed, dorky, inexperienced and closeted, the 19-year-old version of me was. To hold my hand while we navigate almost 365 days worth of embarrassment and to call in my family, my friends, people that were there, people that have known me for nearly 30 years, strap yourselves in. It's going to be an embarrassing ride. I'm Benjamin Wosley. Welcome to 19 in 89. Welcome indeed. Hey, are you ready for more reminiscing from the stroppy little flog that was the 19-year-old version of me? Good, because that is entirely what this podcast is all about. I'm about to navigate my way through my 14th week of being a largely inexperienced but hugely overconfident radio announcer as recorded inside the pages of my 1989 Collins V185 diary for those that are keeping record. Uh, We can't do anything without dropping in on the big debuts that were hitting the Aussie charts This week, back in 1989, from April 9 back then, it was a massive week. There were so many new arrivals to the Top 50 back then, including The Bangles, in at 39 with their Eternal Flame. They were joined by brand new Elvis Costello, Paul Norton, comedian Sam Kinison. Yeah, comedians had hits back then. Uh, Roy Orbison, Guns N' Roses, and Tanita Takaram's Twist In My Sobriety. And can I just say, I'd completely forgotten about that song. Uh, You need to search it out on Spotify if you want to. It's amazing. You couldn't just find a song on a smartphone back in 89. You had to go to a record store and get a single on vinyl, cassette or CD. And back then, artists would release an album and you'd save up as much money as you could to buy it. And then you'd sit down and listen to the entire thing from beginning to end while you looked over whatever artwork, lyrics or words that the artist had decided to decorate the album cover with. It was like a full experience. You actually had to leave your... House, Not just find a Wi-Fi signal or check your data levels. Anyway, coming up in this set, Bradley invites me over for a barbecue and to meet his family. Oh my God, we're still getting married. Or maybe he's just a fan and that's why I like him. Uh, That's not the end of it either. Bradley and I also go out to dinner for free after I casually accept a bribe to mention a local restaurant on air in return for a free feed. I also get to interview someone with an actual PhD who's written a book called When Am I Going to Be Happy? And I probably don't learn a thing. I get stroppy with one of my guests and prepare for the arrival of my brand new radio roomie. Of course, to help me work through another seven days worth of yauntacular content, it's time to welcome another one of my besties. Who is that? Who is that? Who is that? Who is that? Who is this? Who is that? that? It's the delightful Retna Waller. How are you, Retz?
1: Hi, darling. How are you?
0: Yeah, good. It's a cold, wintry Melbourne day. What's it like in Amsterdam right now?
1: It's a cold, summery day. Oh, I like so, it's cold. Well, it's normally cold all through summer. I know.
0: You have been having meltdowns, haven't you?
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Greta is on the money. Yeah. It's so real. Yeah, it's not normal having 36 degrees. And people keep saying to me, yeah, but you're Australian. You should be able to handle it. And I just think, yeah, but I don't retreat to rat-infested canals in <laughs> order to
0: cool off. No. Yeah, that's
1: what people are People are jumping in the canals here.
0: And you've said to me that when you first moved to Amsterdam, it used to be one week of sunshine during summer and that was like the highlight of summer and now it's like 35 degrees. You're like, the environment is screwed, man.
1: Yeah, no, it would be one day. People would say, oh, summer's coming on Tuesday. (laughs) It would be one day. It would be one day of a little bit of sun. But now, heat wave.
0: Can we please do something about all this? Anyway, uh, let's go back to 1989 when we used to just aerosol everything and didn't give a toss (laughs)
1: exactly
0: Exactly. um i'll um, reiterate where we met which was back in perth um at Pierucci. you fleeced me for a stack of cash bought some clothes and uh we've been friends ever since
1: that's it that's the way to make
0: friends rip them off yeah start that front up and then just be nice for the rest of the lives (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alright, we're about to get stuck into um, another week's worth of entries Are you ready to roll? I sure am Okay, here we go This is Sunday, April 9 It was written at 2.19am Slept until 11 today Rushed around, cleaned myself up for my midday to 6pm shift I love cleaning myself up I don't know how that works, <laughs> but anyway I got to work at 25 past 11 Richie was in a good mood which <laughs> makes Who's me... Richie? Richie was our program director and the breakfast announcer and I think most of the time he was in the shittiest mood you could possibly <laughs> oh. imagine. So oh, clearly for me to record it in my diary, it must have been a great day. Richie's <laughs> uh,
1: normally a prick.
0: Yeah, okay. poor thing. Maybe he wasn't happy about being trapped in Carathron as a breakfast <laughs> announcer. <laughs> Who knew? Shift went well. Bradley rang and asked if I wanted to come over for a barbecue with his family. Like I said, oh we go we're getting married. No, nope, I'm pretty <laughs> sure he was just a fan. I don't understand what I, what was going on with Bradley. I wish I'd put more notes down, but <sighs> so at about 630, I was picked up by Brad's sister and Bradley. His parents are Ooh. really nice, as they should be. The whole family is great. Had a wonderful tea. Got dropped home at about 10.30. I'm shocked that I didn't record what the dinner was. Uh, got dropped home at about 10.30. Watched television until it went off just after 12. Then watched Hold videos it till went now. Off. Yeah. Back in Carrethra <laughs> in 89, we had GWN and the ABC and GWN would finish... At about midnight, 12.30, and then it would just go to static. You'd get the Australian anthem, and then it would just be... And the ABC would go off as well, yeah. Yeah. So weird, because you had to stand to watch it. Uh, (laughs) Then watch (laughs) videos till now. Check you later, 2.25am. Oh, yeah. I
1: mean, look, honestly, the whole Bradley... I honestly think he was leading you on, to
0: be honest. (laughs) Oh, my God. I don't know if a 15-year-old can do that. Maybe he was 16. God, I hope he was 17. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know. I just know nothing happened. So if you're worried about that, I was a 19-year-old with no clue. It was 89. Okay. We didn't know what porn was, okay? Just calm down, people. Stop making things untoward. All right. (laughs) Let's take in uh, April 10. It's a Monday, and I wrote this at 3.58 a.m. Jesus, dude. A good morning. How are thou today? Well, I'm fine, thank you. What did I do today? Well, I was woken at 10 to 7 by Cindy asking for the keys to the car. I went back to sleep and slept till 9.30. Went to the station. Jody dropped me into town, did all the shopping and posted some mail. Got a taxi home, unloaded everything. (laughs) Honestly. (laughs) The things that I'm specific about at 19 are the most useless things. Of course, you'd unload everything. We thought you might just throw it away. (laughs) Uh, prepared some brunch for myself and went to work. Nothing to do whatsoever. Found out I'll be interviewing Penelope Russianoff, PhD, on Friday, author of the book Why Can't I Be Happy, which should be interesting. And I should note, the actual book is called When Am I Going to Be Happy? But I've put it in my diaries. Why can't I be happy? It's like that Freudian slip, I reckon. <laughs> Uh, Anyway, shift from six till midnight went well. Tucker's restaurant called and gave me a free meal if I gave them a couple of plugs. That is such a rip off.
1: So dodgy. So dodgy. So what do they do? Say, look, come in for a feed and uh, if you don't mind just dropping in Tucker's into conversation. Ideally, a free
0: feed should be one mention, but apparently I've done a couple of plugs. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my (laughs) God. That would have been worth hundreds. So Richard I did. Would be
1: right onto that. Yeah. He'd be like, Hold on, Ben keeps mentioning Tucker's. I have a feeling he's been getting the odd meal.
0: Can you just imagine how bad I would have integrated it as well? I would have just been yeah. like, oh, I wish I was at Tucker's restaurant right now, having one of their <laughs> delicious steaks instead of my like, two minute noodles or you something." Would have been that doing on.
1: the classifieds. Like, <laughs> you can call Ben on. Oh, that's just near Tucker's uh,
0: restaurant, isn't it? It would have been way lamer than that. Uh, Anyway, so apparently I did, and then I called Bradley. We're going tomorrow at 7 o'clock for the... And I've put in inverted commas... Free meal. I love the way these businesses (laughs) suck up to you in hope of getting a free plug. See ya! 4.06am. For anyone that's never worked in radio, (laughs) free plugs... Or
1: media. Media,
0: actually. It is the most naughty thing you can do. Like now, it's like, no one gets a free plug. If they're not paying for anything, then they're yeah. getting nothing. But once upon a time... It's
1: unethical. Yeah, it's I'm completely th- I'm pretty unethical. I'm sure, like, in the ethics, media ethics and stuff, you yeah. are not allowed to take free stuff.
0: Exactly. And breakfast shows will constantly get sent things and the stock standard response is, yeah, well, thanks, but we can't do anything with it. And then you'll get some kind of mention on social media unless they've paid... Actual cash money And then it'll be like Oh my god We got this free stuff It's incredible But yeah Money has exchanged um, hands guys
1: I remember at the Sunday Times I used to get so much loot From Chanel oh. And just all the And I'd be like God I want to take this home And I'd give the makeup To the Reader's Mart ladies The classified ladies oh. That would take the, the But they'd always complain Like Oh I don't like the colours <laughs> oh, I don't like this show. And I'd be like uh,
0: Wait to shit over I, my generosity
1: no. <laughs> know how to tell Carl Lagerfeld that Bev Bott in Reader's Mart doesn't appreciate the latest hope. She's not about plums this month. <laughs> <laughs> right? Just oh. like,
0: Jesus
1: Christ, ladies. But, yeah,
0: I know. Now we have influences for all of that. Rets? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> we, they
1: love the free
0: shit. Yeah, and they get paid, don't you worry. Way too much if you're asking me. All right, this is uh, Tuesday, April 11. Again, 3.46 a.m. Ho hum, day off today. Very little to do. I've made spinach slice tonight at about 1.30 this morning. Or Wednesday morning more likely. Shit, I'm tired. It's 3.46, of course you are. Snooze, I've written in capitals, and then 3.47am. Way to spend a minute, dude. <laughs> Mm. I'm glad
1: that you always do check in, though. Yeah. The diary really is your best
0: mate it, <laughs> while you're in well, Maybe my only mate in I <laughs> and, and Brad. Props to my parents for their spinach slice. That was like chopped onion, sauteed. Then you chop up a whole mm. bunch of spinach, mix it with feta, and then you put it in between layers of filo pastry, which has been buttered. And, oh, my God, I need to do that now. Um, Google it. It's probably somewhere. All right, let's take in Wednesday, April twelve. This was 2.24am. Went into work at about 1 today, all ready for the college show. Spent the time leading up to their 3 o'clock arrival, running off copies of On This Day for the following few days. I love that I've got their 3 o'clock arrival because maybe they're late, I don't know, but I'm really pushing home the 3 o'clock. They'd better be on time! <laughs> Our guests for the college show included a girl from Telecom which used to be what Telstra was called back in the olden days. Um, She stuffed up all the time and kept wanting to rewind the tape. Bloody nuisance it was. Oh, well. I love how I'm angry, but then I get over it straight away. My shift went okay. Boring, though. Nat came down to say hi. Nat was our old schedules girl. I used to put all the commercials into the system. Uh, Mary rang to say hi, which is the babysitter. And also Glenn, my former roomie, called, which was great. He said a letter was on its way. The reason for my lateness to bed tonight is because I've been reading that book. It's still good. See ya, 2.36am.
1: <laughs> you're waiting for it to get sheer?
0: <laughs> Apparently. I hope it doesn't because I've got to do an interview with Mrs. PhD.
1: I love how you're taking it very seriously. It's good that you read it.
0: Yeah. What were know. the
1: takeaways from the book?
0: <laughs> oh, fuck. I know. When when am am I probably nothing. be happy? Not until your you late play- 20s, buddy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the last chapter is. At 63, you're going to
0: be happy. Bye. Yeah, if only they'd said, get a bunch of therapy in the 90s and you'll be fine. All right, let's take in uh, Thursday, April 13. This is at 2.21am. Whoa. And it's uh, normally I figure whoa is W-O-A-H, but I've just written it as W-O-H. Whoa, what a day. Got to work just before 10. Virtually nothing to do. And then I backed that up with a couple of commercials. Went to Bay Dispensary to talk to them about advertising. Oh, my God. Wait for this. This is great. They want me to do all their adverts from now on. Bit of a clever boy, ain't I? And then <coughs> here's the reality. Sucks just a bit because it means I've got a standard that I have to better now. Oh my <laughs> God. So yeah, I'm excited that I'm great and they want me to do their ads, but <clears throat> that means I have to keep up the standard.
1: Are they called Nickelback?
0: Yeah, Nickel, Nickel Bay, Nickel Bay, Nickel Bay, not Nickelback. Oh, Nickel <laughs> oh, don't bring that in. That didn't exist in eighty nine, did they?
1: What's Nickel? What's Nickel Bay?
0: I think it's an area in the Pilbara. I'm assuming.
1: So the ads would be oh, about. Well, it's visiting? a
0: dispensary, so I think it's a chemist. So it'd be about <laughs> okay. sunglasses, perfumes, oh, that sort of thing. You. I must have reached a standard that was better and good enough. Anyway. Oh, well, shift went well. Mung rang up in the middle of my shift. Also talked to Sarah and Richard, which is my brother. Uh, had to say goodbye rather quickly in the end because the record was finishing. <laughs> I love that I'm just <laughs> chatting away going, Oh, the song's finishing. Oh, goodbye. I felt really rude. I sat up tonight finishing off that book, and then I've got an inverted commas, capitals too. When am I going to be, etc. I've only just finished it. Thank God I did finish it. Great book though. See ya. 227 AM. At least the reason I'm clearly staying up is to finish this Penelope Rushanoff PhD book. <laughs>
1: Where is she now? Have you looked
0: her up? Um, she's dead. <laughs>
1: oh, <okay. laughs>
0: I did look her up. She died a couple of years ago. <laughs>
1: But I wonder she was, if she died happy.
0: I'm assuming so, because I got to interview her, so, you know, she hit the big time.
1: <laughs> she went global straight after <laughs> Pretty that. Pretty much. Caratha, New York, <laughs> Paris, Milan.
0: <laughs> London.
1: Penelope, <laughs> yeah.
0: Thanks, Miss Russianoff, PhD. All right, let's find out how the interview went, because it's today, April the 14th. It's a Friday, and this was written at 11.15pm. Great day today, got to work just after 10, had a heap of commercials to do for Headland, finished them at around 12.30, had some lunch, read my mail, and got a big parcel from mum slash dad with a t-shirt, and t-shirt's written in capital letters, from Broken Hill. Don't know why I never kept that. Uh, Stuffed around until two, shift went really well. The interview was great. I love this 15 minutes worth Can you imagine how intolerable that 15 minutes would have been (laughs) So, Penelope Rushnoff, PhD How do we be happy? (laughs) I asked for it to be recorded But the tape was stuffed (laughs) Or they just didn't record it So I don't have a copy Which is a shitter Oh well, exclamation mark, exclamation mark All in capitals After work, went home. Nat, the schedules girl, picked me up at ten past seven, got to her place and we had chicken and vegetable soup, roast and veggies and homemade apple pie. Yum. I absolutely stuffed myself. I've just got back from the station. I didn't have a key for breakfast tomorrow. (laughs) Nearly forgot. See ya, 11.23pm. God!
1: If this Penelope Rushanov, who's obviously foreign, she would have immigrated.
0: I'm doing a quick Google. She would, have,
1: <laughs> she would have studied. She would have interviewed countless people to find out about what it is and how it is to be happy. And then she wrote a book. She's got a publishing deal, only to find herself be interviewed in the middle of nowhere <laughs> by a 19 year old closeted radio announcer. I mean, you've who was just
0: very be... unhappy?
1: <laughs> were you? I
0: think back I don't then think I you was. Were.
1: I don't know if anybody knows how to be happy at 19. You just get trashed.
0: True, that's true.
1: Or you just work hard.
0: Oh, she died yeah, at 82 know. back in 2000.
1: Whereabouts?
0: In New York, in the upper side of Manhattan.
1: So she did all right. Yeah. See? Oh, that's probably down to you and that interview. <laughs>
0: <laughs> sure, sure.
1: <laughs> she went straight from Carapha. Oh, my God, she was an actress Eastside. as well.
0: She was cast as a therapist in the 1978 film An Unmarried Woman. Okay. Who knew? We do now. <clears throat> All right, and let's go into my Saturday shift. This is uh, Saturday, April 15th. It's written at 1.37am. Well, this morning, very early, I got up at 5am. It's not that early. Showered and got to the station by 20 past 5. Yawn. My shift went really well, especially Trading Post, which was my arch nemesis, so I don't understand. Uh, when I got home, I tidied up the house nice and neat, even washed the bathroom sink and the toilet out.
1: Oh, God. oh, my God. Okay, I've been bonus, there. Bonus, bonus points.
0: 14 weeks. This is the first time I've ever mentioned cleaning a toilet, so God knows what we had to deal with. <laughs> <laughs> I waited for the arrival of Mark, so this is the new announcer coming back to start working and replacing Glenn. His plane was due in at 3.30 p.m. When he still hadn't arrived at 20 past 5, I went down to the station to find out what was going on. Ooh, busybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's... Good
1: on you, Mrs Mangles. I know. But where's Mark? I say Abner,
0: I say Marth? Abner. He's not here yet. It turned out his luggage was left in Perth. 89 <laughs> it was still <laughs> happening. And so he spent the night at the Karratha International, the most deluxe hotel in Caratha. Oh, well, them's the breaks, I suppose. I'll have to wait till tomorrow to meet him. See ya, One forty-two am And that's the end of our week's entries.
1: I want to know what Mark's like.
0: Well, you'll just have to come back for the next edition, (laughs) won't you?
1: (laughs) He's already doing luxury breaks when he loses his luggage. I think Mark's a bit of a skiver.
0: Well, he used to work there and then I replaced him when he left, but then he came back. Oh. Yeah. And so he had a really good relationship with uh, Neville McGrath, the station manager. They were thick as thieves. Both had matching perms and they were rocking the world.
1: <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Okay.
0: So yeah, I get why he was treated. I mean, it would have been like the return of a prodigal son type of thing.
1: Yeah, like got to come back and save the station. Yeah,
0: because I've heard about that. Ben, what's the guy you've gotten? Shit, <laughs> things must be bleak. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rets, thank you so much for taking time out to uh, join me once again.
1: Yeah, of course, I loved it.
0: And me too. We'll have to have you back again. Wow, can you hear the rain in the background? There's an alarm no. happening in Amsterdam, but I can hear rain <laughs> on my roof. It's hectic. All right. In the next episode, I'm going to pretend to be heterosexual on multiple occasions. It's embarrassing, but the illusion of me being keen on lady love, other than all of the penises, must be maintained, apparently. I finally meet my radio roomie, Mark, but his aversion to being around when I expect him to be somewhere obviously continues. Plus, Auntie M, Uncle Henry, Toto. It's a twister. It's a twister. Okay, it's actually a cyclone, but come on. Props to me for referencing The Wizard of Oz and that airplane movie in one go. Anyway, what will prove to be the fourth largest cyclone to ever hit Australian shores is actually coming. Do I survive it? Well, obviously I do. But do I write about it in my diary? You're going to have to wait until the next episode to find out. Oh, he hooks, he teases. Look out. Uh, Once again, too, it's time to help raise Indigenous voices by shining a spotlight. And this time around, it's raisetheage.org.au. Did you know that kids as young as 10 can be arrested by police in Australia? They can be charged with an offence, hauled into court and locked away in prison. Raise the Age is trying to get that age lifted to at least 14. I don't understand why it's not 16. It seems to make sense. Uh, sadly, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander children are disproportionately impacted by these laws and they actually account for 65% of these younger children that are in prisons. So please sign the petition and find out more about it at raisetheage.org.au. Uh, thanks once again to the enigmatic DJ Dirtbag for the 19 and 89 theme and, of course, Jez for all the other audio accessories. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please make sure you're subscribing via Spotify, Apple, or Google Podcasts. We also love a review, so if you could throw one of those into Apple Podcasts, you know, the old iTunes, that would be choice. I would be forever grateful. And please, if you think it's funny, share it with someone that might need a little bit of humor during the pandemic lockdown COVID thingy. Uh, Nothing else left to say, really, but loving you from here. Chicka later. See ya. Boy!